I kind of got a small commission for that, but yeah. That's, that's, that's also bad tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> started with diamonds. Um, you get to be your own boss, uh, work at your own pace, call the shots, and if you if you have a bad day, you have nobody but yourself to crib about. So that's great. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk, the special design edition. In this edition, we take you through the creative journeys of architects, interior designers, product designers and jewellery designers. So, let's talk. Today we have with us two young jewellery designers and entrepreneurs. Advaita Mathur is a jewellery designer and the owner of Studio Metallurgy. And Somil Seth, who is an entrepreneur and a lot more. Let's talk. Uh, if you had three words to describe yourself, what would it be? We start with the lady. Um, I'd hopefully be described as somebody who's creative, resourceful, and uh, can get stuff done. I, I like the get stuff done thing. What about you? So, well, uh, for me, to begin with, if I had to describe myself into three words, I would say I'm, I'm a sportsman. I really like playing a lot of sports. Uh, I am dedicated to my work. I am a person who is really dedicated to work, as well as I am really loyal as well. Right. So how would your mother describe you? Um, somebody who doesn't exactly listen to instructions, um, very strong-headed and uh, hopefully again as somebody who thinks out of the box. I like that. Man. What about you? Well, my mother to describe me, she wouldn't ever really expect a lot me being serious but she saw the trans position in me that changed drastically because right. I was really a bright student but she, I was really lazy I to be honest I was really lazy yeah. and I really did not I'm, I'm not an academic person and that's right. why I used to be more focused on sports but my mom she had to describe me she would just be like this guy is just naughty wants to just mm -hmm. fool around and I'm yeah, lazy. pretty much Let's talk about humble beginnings now. Uh, what was the first job uh, that you ever got paid for? Um, I fortunately always had a paid job. I never had to intern pro bono. Wow. So I started with Tarun Tailiani and he was very kind enough to offer a beginner's salary that was uh, a, a good remuneration. As a fashion designer? As a fashion designer. What about you? For me, my first job was, the first job that I got paid for was actually when I was in the 10th grade. And my father's actually, my family business is jewelry designing, and I'm into that as well. But my first job was when I was in 10th grade, I actually moved around with my father's jewelry and went to his friend's office okay. to go sell a couple of diamonds to them. And that's wow. When, and I kind of got a small commission for that, but yeah. So that's, so that's, that's a humble beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it started with diamonds. No, but yeah, it was. <laughs> so who have been your uh, biggest influencers and role models? Um, I suppose most of the time your parents are your initial role models because among the, the kind of observation and contact you have with them, they always set the bar. Um, but going on into the professional world, I again was very fortunate to work with uh, somebody like Tarun who really did set the precedent for ethical working right. and, and, a, and a very principled man. Right. What about you? Uh, same. So my first initial beginning, I was looking forward and up to my father for his his business sense and everything. So I used to look up to my father a lot, but at the earlier stage, of course. But the moment I started growing up and started going further in to my life, I kind of 
started looking up more towards like some people who were like really different, like Giorgio Armani. Like if you go to see him, he may be owning like a very international brand, like everyone knows our Giorgio Armani and Armani as well. But he is quite different because in any interview he goes to or whatever he does, he always wears like a white shirt, a black suit and very simple. And That's a signature style. It is of him. What's the most memorable thing that you've ever done? Wow. When you ask that kind of a question, there's a yeah. lot of memorable things I have done, but... Pick your favorite. My favorite memorable thing I've ever done is actually helping out in the... Um, like a lot of poor people. I kind of love a charity. So I the most memorable experience I had was when I... Out of my first money that I earned, I kind of donated that into charity. So that's always going to stick with me, so... Okay, that's a noble cause. Um, I suppose it uh, out of the many, many memorable things, um, as, again, I think all of us, we love doing things with our first salaries, would be yeah. picking uh, really expensive watches for my parents. Wow, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, how did you get started on the path that led you to where you are today? Accidentally, um, I had just quit my job, won an uh, incubator program, uh, gotten poached by a startup for another job which didn't work out in two months I was back home um, without a job and trying to figure if I wanted to do another job and so Studio Metallurgy sort of started with a Facebook page in an evening for jewelry which I owned and uh, I think I had a fair amount of good luck because it um, just got orders and got working on it and uh, that was about it. It was very accidental. It was meant to be a stop cap arrangement before I found another job. And that yeah. other job just never came about. <laughs> so this was what you stuck through. What yeah. about you? So for me, I, so like I said before, I used to go with my father in every summer holiday as well. I used to go to his friend's offices and do internship as well. Yeah. But for me, I, after I did internships, I wasn't really an office person. So I told my dad, like, listen, dad, I'm sorry, but I hate sitting in a closed office in, for nine hours. I like something moving around, like to do something like physically, yeah. not just sitting in one place and getting stuff done. But yeah. Then he told me wisely, like, why don't you think about something different that fits your like your main aspect? So I then started exploring my options, and then he told me I have a dream as well with me that wants to do something different. I want to chill my holiday house with my wife, and I want to just design houses because he's always passionate about it. So he kind of told me, why don't you get into this field and try out? So let's talk about life as you know it now. Uh, what is the best part of the job that you do? Um, you get to be your own boss, uh, work at your own pace, call the shots. And if you if you have a bad day, you have nobody but yourself to crib about. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's well said. But <laughs> I would actually agree with her as well. Because for me, also, the best part about my job is that it gives me flexibility to move around and not sit in one place. Mm -hmm. And also, like, going around and exploring new things. What's your favorite thing to do uh, when you're not working? My favorite thing to, for me to do is actually I l like extreme sports. It's something that I really like doing and traveling. So these two are something that I would yeah, do. Pretty cool. What about you? Um, well, I don't know. In my experience, I've realized that ever since I started doing what I like, um, there is never a moment where you're not doing anything. So oh. when I may not be physically be on the floor getting something done, I'm probably researching for something that I'd like to do next. Right. So you don't take creative breaks and you know, take it is, off. The and thing is, um, 
it's it's really relaxing to stay creative as well it's not for mm. for you to sit down and just research say a new technique or stumble upon something that's actually leisure because all you're doing is either browsing through information but right. it's something that um, you're passionate about so it's really it's it's a it's an odd answer perhaps a lot of people have um, it, it's a question that i get asked often yeah. but honestly there isn't really a, a downtime when you're not doing something it's right. just relaxing to just continue right. exploring more so like where uh, do you get your best work done like where are you most productive and creative it could be on the throne in the morning or in my auto ride late in the day <laughs> no answer to that yeah could so. be yeah what about you uh i actually get my work done when i'm actually a part of nature so right. uh, for me when i'm a part of nature for example my house my house has a beautiful view which overlooks the ocean so i can actually sit at any point in day so for me inspiration comes at any point in time so i closely work towards nature right and what drives you on the bad days which we all keep facing every other day uh for me my like if i have a bad day it's mainly i actually remove my frustration and everything on sports so yeah. i as so you go hit the gym or go no, run no uh, gym is something i'm against i don't really go to the gym you it's can see it's not a sport Yeah. yeah it is a, it is but for me it's something for example the smallest thing uh in my high school i used to get frustrated and angry and have a bad day about something i used to go out on the field and kick the football into oh. the goal no matter if it doesn't go into the goal it's still removing my frustration and my bad day onto the ball instead right. of removing so you, it on someone you like kicking things <laughs> i'm just fooling around with you uh what is your greatest skill um usually to faff my way through situations <laughs> okay yeah that's a superpower for me um i like figuring and dealing out with the certain situations i like finding a way to get out of situations where it's really difficult for people to uh so what is that one message you would like to uh, give out to people who are wanting to start out on their own I think the only time you should do something on your own is when you're very sure that um when it isn't going to be all happy and successful you will still still want to see it through because if it is something that um will break your will in the first 3 failures or 4 failures or 5 failures then it's not meant for you because it will actually take everything that um you hold dear to to yourself at stake um you may be doing uh, making a lot of money and you start something and you will may just lose that money you may uh, like to go on a holiday and you may not have that money then to actually pay for that holiday so there will be sacrifice and if you believe that you can sort of get on with it um please go for it but if you think you're just going to be inspired because you heard someone talk about the rags to riches story stick to your job it's not for you it's really not a happy place to be in there are there are peaks but they are far in between except when you're really passionate you those peaks sort of pull you through the bad days right right it's more like raising a child i mean you have to you have to take ownership even if you don't like it uh so we know that you're an entrepreneur so tell us a little about that journey and how it began like after like i said like right, right after i got done with my masters i joined my brother and my father into their business and I got lucky because it's a family business and I got a opportunity to design their cafe as well. Right. So my first solo project if you go to see is actually uh the tea cafe of ours which is in Bandra. 
Uh, let's get to the fun part. Uh, this is the game I like to call If Not This Then That and it's my own version of rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you one question each and I want you to answer quickly. If you could be anyone uh, other than yourself, what, who would you like to be? My sister, she has a classic job, works in EY, makes a ton of money and wow. gives me stuff. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a dream come true. What about you? If you do, didn't know how old you actually are, then what age would you say you are? Oh, about 30. <laughs> 30. You, you like to look older? That's now when that you I have your life on track. I'm 29, not really. Yeah, not really. I'm 30. So yeah, just figuring things out. If you were not living in this time period, uh, what time period would you be living in? I actually really like living in this time period. I think it's uh, ready for a bunch of things that weren't there before. Um, and also it's the only time period that I can bring the retro back and have it accepted. Oh yeah, or you could go back and live the retro life. Nobody values the retro back <laughs> in the retro days. So. <laughs> if you were not working, then what would it be? Oh, extreme sports, 100%. Uh, if you were not human, then what would you like to be? Probably a retriever. They get all the love in the yeah. world, they do nothing in life. Uh, if you were not currently living in India, then where would you like to be? Maldives. Ah. Oh, yeah, you can do your scuba thing. Nature, water, everything I want. <laughs> On point. Thank you so much. You guys have been fabulous. Let's talk about what's next. Uh, was it one thing uh, that you would like to learn or try? Just any new thing that you would want to explore? Um, I probably want to try, um, it's, it's actually a very specific jewelry technique. Maybe you can help me with it. I really need to find a place to do electroforming. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> For anybody who's seeing this, they need to go and uh, research electroforming. It's a beautiful technique in jewelry. Right. Yeah. What's one thing you would like people to remember you about at the end of your life? So for now, I'm 23 years old only, but I haven't really had a chance to think about what people would think about me when I'm don't exist in the world anymore. <laughs> but I would at least appreciate like I was a good person and I was kind and I did things right not fool anyone or not right. take advantage so of anyone. So probably a righteous life. So uh, what would be a dream project for you? I hope I stumble upon somebody someday who uh, happens to have a house in um, New York, India and a couple of other places wherein I get to do the entire house up and just use the influence that all of these very iconic cities have across the board. I think that would make for a lovely project for myself. I mean, if I ever make that amount of money, I wish I can buy it, but I really don't think real estate is going to uh, allow me to do mm -hmm. that. But it would be, it would be a lovely project to take uh, um, play, you know, bits and pieces across the world and truly make a global home. My dream would actually be after I establish myself and make enough money to have a really nice lifestyle with my future wife, it would actually be just living on an island. I'm designing your house, clearly. Yeah. Don't yeah, worry. You're, you're the guy. You're the person. You're the person. Don't worry. You can, tell me, you can help me with the designing part as well. It's not a problem. It's just something that... Because if you go to sea, like you said, real estate, if you really go to sea, a lot of different islands, small islands are really cheap yeah. to buy. Yeah. So I, at the end of the day, when I make enough money, I would want to just relax on an island with my future wife. As this uh, show is called Let's Talk, who would you like to have a Let's Talk session with? Actually, I'm pretty um, flexible in that. Any and everybody who has 
made it through a circumstance that you would ideally not. You know, a lot of us are very privileged. I am too. I mean, I may not have started off with a huge amount of investment, uh, but I have. I had the luxury and the privilege of taking a risk and have a home to go back to because yeah. our parents have that. That's true. Um, but anybody from, say, the owner of Paytm who literally struggled through up until he was able to establish himself to say the person who uh, owns and runs uh, runs uh, Oyo Rooms. These are all people who've actually put in their grit and effort and have pulled it through um, a circumstance that ideally would not have allowed you to achieve something. Right. Would be really interesting because they all have journeys, but at the bottom of it all, it's always grit. Yeah. And to understand and talk about grit, I think, is a is a really nuanced topic. And it would be lovely to interact with people. True. What about you? Okay, the person um, I would really want to have a talk with is actually the owner of Subway. Because their lifestyle actually started in college. What they actually ended up doing is they used to sell subs to the college students. And when they really knew that this is the point, this is exactly what's going to really work, yeah. They made it a brand, and after they made it a brand, in today's world, Subway has a lot more stores than Starbucks. What is that one subject that you feel people should be talking about more and more? Well, um, for me, I think um, sustainability. I think it's become a very trendy word right. without understanding the concept of sustainability. And I say that because um, just recently somebody had asked me, what's so sustainable about my brand? I work a lot with metals and right. uh, people have this notion of looking at wood to be more sustainable versus metal, which is not true. Yeah. Um, and the reason it's not true is that while it may take 20 years for a tree to grow and you chop it in five minutes, metal is infinitely more recyclable. Yeah. So. The, the question that I wish people would actually look at is not sustainability because that can never tie in with consumerism. You can never have a sustainability market where you're actually promoting consumerism, but you can have sustainable practices. And the reason wood is now seen as more sustainable than metal is simply because it's a more sustainable, greener practice as opposed to, say, metal. Um, so yeah, for me, it's like reevaluate and rethink just because you have gone out and purchased a hundred products from brands that are sustainable, you've defeated the purpose of sustainability, right. which is slower consumption and greener practices by promoting consumerism. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, I have a little something for you all. Uh, our location partner has been gracious enough to uh, give you a day access card. I know you don't belong to Bombay, but whenever you're traveling, you Thank can work you. out of this space you. and you can always use the facilities uh, whenever you are here. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. It was great having you. Thank you for joining us today. The show is being powered by Instituto Marangoni, who always believes in supporting talent. I would like to thank the AVE, where I'm a member for this beautiful location. And also a huge thanks to Indifolio for co-curating the season with me.